Hey guys, welcome back to Sarah Says, the weekly podcast with me, Sarah, CEO and Chief Scrunchy Enthusiast over at Sackbun Studios, talking about whatever it is that's on my mind this week. I'm finally doing it. This is a podcast with a full rundown of all 30 of Jill Mansell's books. Look, I have said this multiple times now on this podcast. I've said it before on my Instagram page. I love Jill Mansell. She is probably my favorite writer. She's not my first favorite author. My first favorite writer is Sophie Kinsella, who is also British. But Jill Mansell, I just, I love her books. They always transport me to a nice, happy place. And anytime someone says, I'm looking for book recommendations, the very first thing out of my mouth is, have you read anything by Jill Mansell? Let me tell you why you should read some of her books. So we're going to go through it. We're going to, I'm just going to read the synopsis of each book. And then from my recollection, because I've been reading them, oh gosh, probably close to 10 years. The first one came out in 1991, two years after I was born. (laughs) And when I went through it, there were only two years that she did not publish a book that I can tell in 05 and then in 2016. But she wrote two in 2015. So I don't know if one of them, the publishing date was wrong and one's supposed to be, or no, she didn't, oh, she didn't have one in 2014 either. Anyway, let's get into all of the Joe Mansell books. This might take a while. <laughs> Starting it off with her very first book, Fast Friends, written in 1991. It is 498 pages, and honestly, it is one of my favorites. This is one of her longer books, if I'm not mistaken. I got the original, like, first edition published 1991 from the UK. I got it off of Thrift Books. So it was, like, one of the shorter kind of, like, mass-produced paperback ones. So, and it was really thick. Uh, But yeah, 498 pages seems like a lot for most Jill books. It reads, when bored 90s housewife and mother Camilla Stewart impulsively invites her old school friends for dinner, she hardly imagines that the evening will shatter her comfortable existence, but Roz Valander and Lulu Marks are no ordinary guests. Both successful in their own ways, stunning and self-assured, Roz and reckless Lulu reveal that Camilla's husband Jack has been playing around. It's time they declare that Camilla made some changes. With little help from her friends, she soon finds out that her life in the fast, or that life in the fast lane is a lot more fun, and the future still holds plenty of surprises this book I love it it got really 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 terrible reviews on either Amazon or Goodreads yeah it has four stars out of the reviews on Amazon 362 of them I don't understand what people are saying I this was one of the most in-depth Jill Mansell books um all three of the friends have these detailed stories like in-depth detailed stories. That's probably why it's 498 pages. I absolutely cannot recommend this one highly enough that you read it. The second book Jill wrote solo out in 1992. This has 423 ratings, four and a half stars. So better than the Fast Friends ratings. 514 pages. So that's all, that's longer than um Fast Friends. This reads... Mad about a man who's dangerous to know? Surely it's better to go solo. When Tessa Duval, a struggling artist, reluctantly agreed to accompany her best friend Holly to a party at the elegant Tryington Grange Hotel, she had every intention of sneaking off early. For parties full of strangers bored the knickers off Tessa, and this one proved to be no exception, until she encountered Ross Monahan, whose wicked reputation 
was a high profile, was as high profile as the hotel he owned and ran with such panache. But while Holly set about ensnaring his reluctant brother Max, Tessa simply accepted Ross for what he was, a sensational one-night stand, until she realized weeks later that one-night stand can have far-reaching consequences. Okay. Honestly, couldn't remember this one until I got to the final line. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, um, this one was cute. Honestly, yeah, it was a little, fr obviously, forgettable for me because until I got to the final line, I could not put two and two together about how this whole storyline played out. But I, it was, it's still cute. So yeah, I would, I would still read this. <laughs> like, obviously, it's not her standout one for me, but it was, it was still cute. And like, I feel like they're all going to be, you know, quote unquote predictable, but yeah, I would read it. Her third book, Kiss, written in 1993. Now, this one has four and a half stars out of 389 readings, uh, ratings on Amazon. Oh, this is 514 pages. So, okay, maybe Fast Friends is not the longest, obviously. Anyway, this reads, when Izzy is knocked off her motorbike, she doesn't just lose her dignity. She loses, as a result, not one, but two long-term boyfriends, her job, and to boot, her extremely bijou flat. Gina, who caused the accident, has more important things to worry about. Her husband's mistress is pregnant, and she's suddenly on her own. Why should she care about Izzy? Yet, somehow, the well-heeled Gina finds herself opening her home to Izzy and her spirited teenage daughter. And it's there that Izzy meets Stop heart-stoppingly handsome Sam, whose lingering kiss is all it takes for her to find the true love that has always eluded her, though there are just a few obstacles between that first kiss and the happy ever after. Okay, I have to admit, as I was opening it up, I could not remember much about this book, but now rereading that, yes, I also very much enjoyed this book. You know, Jill's earliest works are, oh man, lots of cheating husbands. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that together there. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, the teenage daughter. This one gets a little, like, we get to, we get to a little nitty gritty. Um, again, very complex. Just, so many storylines. Yes, I would also recommend this book. Moving on to Sheer Mischief from 1994. This has like the third cover uh, that it's gone through now. It is on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have that service, I would definitely take advantage of it. It has 476 ratings, four and a half stars, 418 pages. So this is the first one Obviously, we've gone way down. Um, this is like, what, 100 pages less than Sheer Mischief? This, or no, we're on Sheer Mischief right now. 100, 100 pages less than Kiss. This reads, it's not that Janie Sinclair isn't pleased to see her sister. It's not that being woken up at 7 a.m. by Maxine, complete with police escort, isn't quite how she'd planned to spend her Sunday. Even so, Janie, who's trying to rebuild her life after her husband disappeared, is delighted to have her sister back home with her in Cornwall. That is, until Maxine sets her sights on an impossibly glamorous fashion photographer who happens to be new to town. Janie knows there's no limit to the mischief her sister will create to dispatch her romantic rivals, but neither sister realizes just how close to home the competition will get. Um... I'm gonna be honest right now. I... 
I don't uh, remember this story. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely nothing about that jogged my memory. Uh, about that. So I'm not saying not read it. It is on Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it for free. And I mean, most of Jill's books you can get through the library for free. Uh, wouldn't be my top go, obviously. <laughs> Moving on to 1995, we have Open House, which this one was a goose chase to find the information for. So on Amazon, it has a four and a half star rating out of 325 reviews. So significantly less reviews than the others, but still pretty high. 448 pages, so more than Sheer Mischief, less than the others. This reads, I had to go to Jill's actual website though because Amazon did not have the description for it, which makes no sense to me, but whatever. Anyway, it reads, Nell O'Driscoll has known Marcus Kilburton for years, according to her diary. She even had a crush on him as a teenager. When he decides to open Kilburton Castle to the public, Nell takes a job as his assistant, and soon sparks are flying between them. But is Nell free to pursue Marcus when a figure from her past refuses to let go? Meanwhile, Nell's best friend, Hattie Brewster, has other problems. Her husband has abandoned her for a bitchy but successful writer. Now the press is full of stories about the frumpy, boring wife losing out to a younger, slimmer model. But Hetty's about to get her chance for sweet revenge, if she can stop being a nice person long enough to take it. Okay. This, I don't think, is the one that I thought that it was. Although I, I still think that I remember everything about this one. Um, did like it. Maybe, maybe this isn't the one that I, becomes his assistant. No, yeah, no, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this one. Um, Yeah, I would read this one. It's not in my top 10 favorites, but at least I actually remember the storyline, unlike Sheer Mischief. So yes, I, I do like this one. And for some reason, I feel like I remember how Hetty's story works out. I feel like I need to skim over the ending of it again. <laughs> Moving on to number six, Two's Company from 1996. This one has four stars, 289 ratings, um, only 370 pages. So this one's pretty thin. This is also the third cover that this one has gone through. You can, this is so funny to me that I can tell the difference now because you, the very first ones, I mean, when they were from the 90s, I've, very distinctly 90s kind of covers. Um, and then they went through these really cute, this is the style that I went through, where these really cute sketchy drawings of them, which still a lot of the titles look like that, the covers of that I love. And now it's these, like, just even more updated, more real life again. And I'm like, eh, no, we should have stuck with the second ones. Anyway, it reads, what happens when a relationship is too good to be true? Life's a dream for perfect celebrity couple Jack and Cass Mandeville. Oh, yes, this one. Okay. With killer style, A-list day jobs, and an envious marriage, the Mandevilles have captured the hearts of the people and the affections of the press. Their lives couldn't be more picture perfect. That is, until Jack turns 40 and his world turns upside down when a stunning and strikingly intelligent redhead named Im Imogen interviews the couple for a high-profile magazine. Like a bolt of lightning, Jack is hit with a midlife crisis of epic proportions, bursting Jack and Cass's proverbial bubble. 
This drastic turn of events sends their entire family, friends, local community, and fans around the country into a tailspin. Cass can only hope Jack will snap out of it soon, but it's too late already. Nothing will ever be the same again. This book is really, really good. I I wished it had been longer. This one absolutely took me out. Imogen is terrible. <sighs> Couldn't be me with Jack. Could not be me. This one, absolutely, you really need to read it. Perfect timing from 1997. As I was making sure this had a review, I was like, oh, yes, this one. Okay. 409 reviews, four and a half stars. This one has 448 pages, so we're back more in comfortable Jill range, a lot more than two's company. <sighs> when you meet the man of your dreams on girls' night out, it's hardly perfect timing. In this fresh and funny contemporary romance by best-selling author Jill Mansell, Poppy Dunbar's whole life gets turned upside down after a chance encounter with a handsome stranger. Never a troublemaker, Poppy had always been content with the way things were supposed to be done, which included marrying predictable Rob McBride. But that was before she met Tom Kennedy, the night before her wedding. Could she really be falling in love with a stranger? Unable to forget Tom or go through with the wedding, Poppy runs off to London. Her new life and colorful friends are anything but predictable. Miss, I can't tell if you can tell, but I have a, the biggest smile on my face reading this. Okay. Misunderstandings, family secrets, and jealous quarrels ensue, but can Poppy stop running long enough to figure out what, or rather who, is in her heart? I am obsessed with this book. I remember reading it post-college. I, I just, I vividly remember staying up until like 2 a.m. one night reading this book after I had picked it up because I could not put it down. This is an absolute must-read absolute must read. 1998 now, mixed doubles, four and a half star rating, 253 reviews. This one is not as well known as some of the others. Uh, this was among one of the last ones that I actually read when I was catching up to reading all of them. 386 pages. So again, we're closer to sheer mischief territory here, not as long. It reads, as the 90s draw to a close, Liza wants to get married, Dulcie wants a divorce, and Prue wants things in her relationships to stay exactly the same. Those are the New Year's resolutions that these three best friends have vowed to keep this year. But if you want to change your mind about your resolutions, and who doesn't, you probably shouldn't have told your closest pals. Regardless of good intentions, every effort to help each other only gets things more mixed up. Fortunately, for all concerned, fate has got a few tricks of her own in store. Now rereading that, I I do remember this book, and it was a, it was cute. It is very fast because it's only three hundred and eighty six pages. Like I'm just I'm used to Jill more in the mid four hundred pages, so I do remember this one being shorter. Um, not a top ten favorite for me, but the three storylines I thought were, um what's the word I'm like, flushed out enough uh, for the lack of pages that it had, like could have been a little bit longer for me. But yeah, it was still good. Miranda's Big Mistake, 1999. Here we go. It's on Kindle Unlimited, first of all. Four and a half stars, 321 ratings, 514 pages. This rate, so we're going to talk about this one a little bit longer here. 
Revenge is a dish best served sweet. Miranda's most recent male-related catastrophe is the seemingly perfect Greg. He's gorgeous, witty, and they're on the brink of falling madly in love. Until Miranda finds out that he's just left his pregnant wife. With the help of her friends, Miranda plans the most delicious revenge of a heartbroken girl can get. But will Miranda learn from her mistake or move on to the next perfect man and ignore the love of her life waiting in the wings? This is the very first Jill book that I ever picked up. Could not read it. Put it down after like 15 pages. Couldn't get into it. Could not get into it. Starts off, work. she's working at a hair salon and I just couldn't get into it. A year, two years, whatever, go by. And at this point, I had read a few other Jill books that we're going to talk about. And I saw it on the bottom. I was like, oh, okay, like, let's read that one next. Was able to get it from the library. Start opening it up, start reading. I was like, oh my God, is this, it's that one that I couldn't read. Like, this is the same book. Couldn't get into it again. Could, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. So I, I left it again. Got to a point a couple of years later went by and I was like, okay, this is enough's enough. I'm making it through all these Jill books. I'm just going to start from where I keep leaving off. Like, I'm just going to skip the first two chapters basically and go from there. Guys, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my absolute favorites. There, <laughs> there is a point. I mean, 514 pages. I would have to go back and open it up to reread the beginning of it again to see if the first, like, how many ever pages it even was still just didn't hold me, but wouldn't replace a single one of the pages. There, there it get oh, absolute. It's not a cliffhanger. What's the word I, I'm looking for? Like, such a shocking turn of events occurs in this book that I was left stunned. I cried. I cried. I just did not see this coming at all. I, like, gasped out loud. I was like, wait, what? I was like flipping pages. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, wait, what? So shocked. Absolutely love it. It is on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have that service, do not wait. Run do not walk. Go pick up that book right now. Rent it from your library. Just go ahead and buy it. I love this one. This is one of my top five favorites of hers. Moving into the 2000s. This is Good at Games. Out in 2000. Four and a half star rating. 297 reviews. Again, it's not one of her better known ones. I love it. 463 pages. So pretty standard Jill. This reads, Susie fell for Harry the moment she showed him her husband's sperm sample. It didn't really, really belong to her, her husband, though, because she wasn't married. It wasn't a sperm sample, either. It was a drinks carton containing the dregs of her milkshake. But when you're trying to get off a speeding charge, you just have to improvise, don't you? And it wasn't actually love at first sight. Still, it was undeniably a healthy attack of lust, and it might just be the beginning of something special. Man, I, you know, the description sometimes just gets very, very short. I love this one. The first chapter, I was cracking up, laughing out loud, couldn't put it down. Um, if I remember correctly, though, if this is the one I'm thinking of, and I'm pretty sure it is, her, her friend, his friend, someone's friend, I'm pretty sure there's a friend involved in this one that is a parent. 
is is it? I'm pretty sure it's good at games. I'm pretty sure because I really, really liked it. I'm pretty sure it's good at games. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. And yes, I would definitely read this book. Guys, I'm so excited to talk about this one from 2001, The Unpredictable Consequences of Love. 790 reviews. So far, this is the most reviewed book of Jill's that we've gotten into. Four and a half stars, 386 pages. So again, I guess Jill really fluctuates here between high 300s and then mid 400s, basically, or like very low 500s. Anyway, I own this book uh, in hardback. I bought it from England. I love this book. It reads... Jill Mansell's bestseller, The Unpredictable Consequences of Love, is an unforgettable tale of sunny days on the beach, Cornwall in the summer, and secrets about to be revealed, perfect for readers of Lucy Diamond and Veronica Henry. In the idyllic seaside town of St. Carrie's, Sophie is putting the past firmly behind her. When John arrives in St. Carrie's to run the family hotel, he can't understand why Sophie has zero interest in letting any man into her life. He also can't understand how he's been duped into employing Sophie's impulsive friend, Tol... Tula, whose crush on him is decidedly unrequited. St. Carrie's has more than its fair share of characters, including the charming but utterly feckless surfer Riley Bryant, who has a massive crush on Tula. Riley's aunt is superstar author Marguerite Marshall, and Marguerite has designs on Josh's grandfather, who in turn still adores his glamorous ex-wife Dot. Just how many secrets can one seaside town keep? This is a prime example of Jill writing a book that involves so many characters and yet somehow they all intertwine and touch someone else's storyline. I loved this book. It's 386 pages, so it's a shorter read. Definitely highly recommend. However, this one is not on Kindle. You can only get it in paperback and hardcover, but like I said, pretty much like your library should have all of these Jill books. So you should be able to get it through your library if you don't want to pay for it. Nadia Knows Best from 2002. This one holds another special place in my heart because this is the first Jill book that I picked up and actually made it through. (laughs) Miranda's Big Mistake was the first Jill book that I ever picked up, but like I didn't know her name at the time and didn't, didn't make it through that book the first time around. Nadia Knows Best did not know Jill's name yet. But this is the first one that I picked up, loved it, and started the whole love affair of why I love Jill Mansell. 327 ratings, four and a half stars, 450 pages. I love this one. The bigger the mistake, the bigger the temptation. When Nadia Kinsella meets Jay Tiernan, she's tempted. Of course she is. Stranded together while a snowstorm rages outside, who would ever know? But Nadia's already been together with Lori for years. They're practically childhood sweethearts. Okay, so maybe she doesn't get to see much of him these days, but she can't betray him. When Lori dumps her to move to America to pursue his modeling career, Nadia runs into Jay again, and the sparks from their first encounter are still there. But just as their budding relationship is about to take off, Lori returns and he wants Nadia back. Stuck between a rock and a hard place, or two gorgeous guys, let's just hope that Nadia really does know best. 
British chick lit and great romantic book, Nadia Knows Best, has a wonderful cast of supporting characters and plenty of fun. Fans of Meg Cabot, Sophie Kinsella, and Love Actually will be rooting for Nadia to find her happily ever after. And if that didn't tell you exactly why I picked up this book in the first place, because I love Meg Cabot, I love Sophie Kinsella. In fact, Nadia's last name is Kinsella in the book. And Love Actually is one of my favorite films of all time. Like, I just, I watch that movie whenever. It is not just a Christmas movie for me. I love this book. I love this book so, so, so much. I cannot put it into words. It's definitely a five-star read for me. This, again, top five favorite of hers. I would be nowhere in this life without Nadia Knows Best because then I would not have really gotten into Joe Mansell. I'm sure I, I, I love it. You, This is a must. You must read this book. Falling for You 2003. Now, this one, there are two different versions on Amazon. One does not have a Kindle option available, but it had way more ratings on it. Uh, the one that does have Kindle option available as well, it only has 61 ratings, which is odd to me that they wouldn't just combine the two. Anyway, four and a half stars. <sighs> this book, 416 pages. <clears throat> it's Romeo and Juliet all over again. As a teen, Maddie Harvey was a bit of an ugly duckling. Luckily, she's blossomed since then, and Maddie thanks God for this small miracle when a tall, handsome stranger comes to her rescue one starry summer's night. Instant attraction turns to disaster in the making when Maddie learns the identity of her Superman, Kerr McKinnon. Of all the colorful residents of the small Cotswold town of Ashcombe, why did it have to be him? Because as family feuds go, the Montagues and the Capulets have nothing on the Harveys and the McKinnons. Yes! Okay, yes, I thought this was a different one. We're going to get into what I, the one that I thought it was because yeah, childhood thing again. Anyway, not the point. Yes. Yes, I remember this one. The ending was so super cute. I squealed. Absolutely love this book. You definitely need to read it. The One You Really Want 2004. This one. 1,522 ratings, four and a half stars. So this one absolutely blows the unpredictable consequences of love, which, what, had 700-some reviews. Uh, this says the Kindle title is not currently available for purchase. Um, can get it paperback, hardback. Also, I've, I've never said this, I don't think, or I said it earlier, like, because of how I got some of these books, but you can get them from thrift books, too. Um, 482 pages. The one you really want could be closer than you think. It's sweet, funny, romantic novel from best-selling author Jill Mansell, not to be missed by readers of Mariana Keys and Kathy Kelly. You know, I've never read anything by Mariana Keys, and that's the first I've ever heard of Kathy Kelly, so, but I have looked at Mariana Keys before. I should probably read her. Anyway, it all starts with a shiny red sit-on lawnmower. When Nancy spies her Christmas present from her husband, oh, yes, 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 okay, when Nancy spies her Christmas present from her husband sitting on the lawn, she realizes the jewelry she thought was for her must be for someone else. Her best friend, Carmen, isn't surprised. She never liked Jonathan and persuades Nancy to leave Edinburgh, Edinburgh and come stay in her luxury London flat, far too vast for Carmen since her husband, millionaire rock star Spike Todd, died. Soon, Nancy's met gorgeous Connor O'Shea, who lives next door, and his daughter, Mia, is matchmaking, not least because she'd like to see the back of Connor's current pushy girlfriend. Meanwhile, Carmen, who's always been certain she doesn't want another man in her life, feels a spark when a handsome charity worker called Joe calls round. But Joe's not quite all he seems. 
absolutely absolutely i love this one i from the title and just looking at the photo i wasn't putting two and two together but <laughs> yes yes oh my god nancy's husband is i just want to flick him right between the eyes yes all of it. Love this one. Absolutely million percent. You need to read it. So for whatever reason, we skipped 2005, moving on to 2006, making your mind up. This one, 199 ratings, four and a half stars. It is 436 pages. There is no description on Amazon, so I had to find it from her website. It reads, Lottie Carlisle isn't looking for love when she meets her new boss, Tyler Klein. Living in a beautiful cottage with her two adorable, sometimes, kids in an idyllic village in the Cotswolds on... I'm sorry, I just realized the amount of times that idyllic village is mentioned in uh, these synopsis. Um, is it also, like, what's the words used in the holiday when uh, Cameron Diaz is looking <laughs> for, for a house to stay in in the Cotswolds? Okay. Anyway. On good terms with her ex-husband and with friends all around, she's happy enough with her lot. But Tyler's perfect for Lottie, and quickly she falls for him, and he for her. Unfortunately, there's a problem. For reasons that are totally unfair, Lottie's children hate Tyler. When arrival of Lottie's affections comes on the scene in the shape of a charmer, Seb, the children adore him, and he's certainly a distraction. But he's not Tyler, and he's not even at all what he seems. Lottie's got a problem, but thanks in classic Joe Mansell style, to a tobogganing accident and a delicious series of mix-ups, all will be revealed and true love will find a way. This one, honestly, for me, I liked it. I remember reading this sitting on a rooftop. <laughs> so crazy how I remember some of these things. I remember taking this along with me on a vacation to D.C., um, reading it on the rooftop of the hotel we were staying at. And this one took me a little bit longer to read. It wasn't my favorite. It, it was a little more forced writing for me um, with the whole thing with the children and, and Tyler and Seb. I mean, Seb's a drug addict. So yeah, I not my favorite. You didn't hate it, though, but if you asked Jen, Jen would tell you that she just did not like this one at all. Thinking of You from 2007. It has 451 reviews, four and a half stars, 430 pages. It reads, Are you in the midst of one of those exciting phases of life, like the eerily quiet empty nest or the new job with the distractingly attractive off-limits boss or a wacky new roommate who isn't at all as advertised? What about all those at once? Is your life full of surprises? No? Well, what if it could be? You may begin to think you're living someone else's reality, and maybe that's not a bad thing. International best-selling author Jill Mansell spends a poignant, funny story of mothers, daughters, friends, and lovers, and what happens when everything takes a turn for the unexpected. Well, that doesn't tell me. Oh, okay. From book list. I mean, honestly, that's the description that was on the back of the... Okay, anyway. 
from Booklist. Jenny doesn't know what to do. Her only child, Jen, has gone off to college. Oh, okay. I remember this one now. Uh, has gone off to college and she is overwhelmed by the silence and dead space of her empty nest. With the end of tourist season, her seasonal job is over. Her love life is non-existent, while her best friend has turned into some sort of sex goddess. To top everything off, her favorite wine bar has become a club for teenagers. After a disastrous surprise visit to her daughter's apartment, Jenny realizes that she needs to reinvent herself as a woman with an identity other than mum. While Jem wants to be considered an adult, even though her independent life isn't at all what she hoped for, mother and daughter try to find themselves and figure out their new relationship in Mansell's humorous, sometimes poignant novel. Okay, I... I I know the cover of it with the beautiful peacock on it. Um... I, it's like I vaguely remember this one. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go, like, low on your list of Jill Mansell books because it's like it's right there on the tip of my brain of remembering the whole storyline, but I don't quite have it. Sorry. An Offer You Can't Refuse from 2008. This one has a four-star rating. 1,843 reviews though. So this one obviously has the most. It's because it's on its like third cover. So they're trying to push it out again. Um, because, you know, well, I guess it says publication in February, 2008. Anyway, uh, 420 pages. It reads, 10 years ago, Lola Malone was offered 10,000 pounds. And what 17-year-old wouldn't be happy with that? There was just one catch. The person doing the offering was her boyfriend Dougie's mother, and it was on condition that Lola broke up with her beloved son. Lola was outraged. Nothing could tear her and Dougie apart. But then she discovered a terrible secret. Suddenly, she had no choice but to take the money and run. Now a twist of fate has brought Lola and Dougie together again, and her feelings for him are as strong as ever. But she broke Dougie's heart, and he's about to discover that she was paid to do it. She can't tell him the truth. So can she get him back? Well, Lola likes to think she's hard to resist, but this man might be the first one to do just that. I, this is the one that I thought when I was a couple of books ago about the teenagers, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, because this one stands out in my mind. Like, I remember it. I cannot for the life of me remember what the secret is. I, I want to say it has something. I mean, I'm not trying to ruin it. But, and it's really bugging me in this moment. I, it may, I think it has something to do with his mother. Maybe. God, I can't think of it. Anyway, I remember reading this one. I remember absolutely hating his mother. Reminds me a lot of just like terrible people from The Help. Uh, but the biggest drawback for me on this one, like, I would definitely recommend reading this one. The biggest drawback for me was that his name was Dougie, and I just, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Rumor has it, 2009, you know, this is about-ish when I started reading Jill books. Maybe, no, no, maybe not yet, because I think I had fully graduated college I think I didn't really do a lot of fun reading when I was in college um (laughs) this wasn't the time anyway 695 ratings four and a half stars 418 pages would you be tempted 
Newly single, Tilly Cole impulsively accepts a job offer in a small town as a girl Friday. Fun job, country house, fresh start, why not? But soon she finds herself in a hotbed of gossip, intrigue, and rampant rivalry for the town's most desirable bachelor, Jack Lucas. Rumors of Jack's love em and leave em escapes abound, and Tilly decides to do the mature, sensible thing. Avoid Jack at all costs. But the more time Tilly spends with Jack, the more the rumors just don't make sense. Tilly doesn't know what to believe, and Jack's not telling. Okay, from Publishers Weekly. I, I, I'm pretty sure this was like the second book that I read of Jill's and loved, but I, I need more information here. Londoner Tilly Cole discovers the perils of small-town life and Mansell's perfectly executed exemplar of fluff. After her live-in boyfriend does a runner, Dilly, Tilly ditches London for Roxborough and a job as assistant to interior designer Max Dine. Yes, okay. Much of the town's gossip centers on handsome ladies' man Jack Lucas, and despite his almost irresistible charm, Tilly resolves not to be the latest notch on his bedpost. Meanwhile, gossip threatens to wreck Tilly's friend, Erin, when she's targeted by a jealous former friend and gets Max's ex-wife, Hollywood soap opera star Kate Denin, Denin, I don't know how to say the last name, hounded back to England. At the center, Tilly and Jack get into tangles, literally and figuratively, as they bounce toward their happy ending. While witty dialogue and wry observations keep the pace brisk, Mansell still manages to tug at the heart. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I remember reading this one. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I just, I momentarily needed that extra information. If anything, this is what made me want to pack it up and just move to England and um, just live in a small... <laughs> this is definitely the one. This is definitely the one that I read and I was like, but how do I just move to a small English village and just live this life? hundred percent this was the one um yeah love it take a chance on me 2010 man guys we're we're getting there here four and a half stars four and a half stars seems to just be chill's baseline here 301 ratings it says the kindle title is not currently available for purchase but it's 70 7.99 as mass market paperback it is 433 pages Cleo Quinn doesn't have a great track record when it comes to men, but now Will's come along and she's optimistic. Handsome, attractive, and an absolute gentleman when it comes to her questionable cooking skills, he could be her Mr. Right. Things are definitely looking up for Cleo, apart from one small problem with a rather large ego. Johnny Laventure, sculptor extraordinaire and her childhood adversary, is back in Channing's Hill and tormenting Cleo as if he'd never been away. But life never goes to plan, does it? Johnny isn't the only one stirring up trouble, and for Cleo's family and friends, all kinds of sparks are starting to fly. If you think you can put the past behind you, think again. Obviously, she ends up with Johnny. I mean, and I say that because, like, you read these books because they're kind of predictable in a way. But I... I don't... It's... I want to remember it. <laughs> I'm... I want to remember it, but it's not ringing a bell for me 
Mm. I'm really thinking hard here. No, this one's not ringing a bell for me. One that absolutely does ring a bell for me and made me cry, cry so hard, to the moon and back in 2011. 502 ratings, five and a half stars, 448 pages. Oh my God, this one is so emotional. The hardest part of love is moving on. It's been a year since Ellie Kendall's husband, Jamie, was killed in an accident, but she's still grieving. In fact, she finds herself talking to him regularly. At the urging of Jamie's successful actor father, Tony, Ellie moves to London's glamorous Primrose Hill where nobody knows her past. But even in her new home and with her hardworking new boss, Zach McLaren, and Jamie's best friend Todd to distract her, Ellie can't seem to leave Jamie behind. Will Ellie let her grief and her past consume her, or will she realize the man of her dreams is flesh and blood and right in front of her eyes? British women's fiction and great romantic book, To the Moon and Back, has a wonderful cast of supporting characters and tender romance. And they, they use the line, fans of Meg Cabot, Sophie Kinsella, and Eloisa James. I haven't heard that name. Well, delight in this poignant, funny, contemporary romance. This book. I mean, it's no, you obviously know from the back of the book that her husband's going to die. The very first chapter, he's alive. And I can't, it was either a car crash or like a stroke. Oh, it, it was, but like, it was like he was alive and he was just going off to do something and then he's died. And so like, you know, it's coming, but the first chapter was really, really sweet with him in it. And this book was just, this one was a lot different than her other books because she doesn't really, like she'll write sad things, but this one, like the whole basis on it was pretty much from a sad situation. Um, that, yeah, this one was, this, this is in my top five favorites. I, I, I absolutely love this one. A Walk in the Park from 2012. This is one that says Kindle title is not currently available for purchase, has 554 ratings, four and a half stars, 434 pages. It's been a while, but Lara Carson's back in Bath and lives... <laughs> lives. <laughs> Sorry. Lives are set to change as a result. Because Lara left her family and boyfriend Flynn 18 years ago without a word to anyone. Why has no one heard from her since? Her childhood best friend Evie is thrilled Lara's back and able to share her happiness. Evie's about to walk down the aisle with her dream man Joel. Or so she thinks. Then there's Flynn Erskine, even more attractive now and stunned to see Lara again. The sparks between them are as strong as ever, but how's Flynn going to react when he discovers the secret she's been keeping from him? Oh, yes. There's a lot of catching up to be done. I vividly remember reading this book. It was another one of those staying up until 2 a.m. for like two straight nights because I couldn't put it down. Um... I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Lara had an unexpected pregnancy. Flynn is obviously the father. Um, I loved it. I I really love this book. I don't know. I, it wouldn't be in my top five, but it's right up there. It's definitely in my top ten, top eight favorites. Love this one. 
don't want to miss a thing from 2013. We have another one that absolutely took off on Amazon somehow because it has four and a half ratings, uh, 1,235 reviews, 432 pages. Finding the courage to trust your heart can be the hardest thing of all. Dexter Gates has the looks, the money, the swanky apartment, and girlfriend's glory. But it's not until his niece, Delphi, is born that... De- oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Okay, this is a top five one. But it's not until his niece, Delphi, is born that Dex falls in love for the first time in his life. Then tragedy strikes when Dex's sister, Laura, dies in an accident. Suddenly, Dex finds himself a new parent and a single father to boot. With no idea how to raise an eight-month-old baby girl on his own, Dex decides to move into his weekend home in the small village of Briarwood in the Cotswolds. The quirky neighborhood welcomes him with open arms, especially next-door neighbor and gifted cartoonist Molly, who offers to help with Delphi. Molly won't put up with any nonsense, and her messy romantic past makes her cautious. If they can learn to trust each other, there might be a happily ever after for all three. (laughs) This one is so good. This one is so good. Uh, I actually, I haven't read this one in a long time, and I think I'm gonna have to just buy it because I've uh I've rented it from the library the first time I read it, and this is a top fiver, one hundred percent. Oh my god, this one is. <laughs> this one's really really cute, really cute. I wish they would turn this one into a movie. No joke. Okay, now I've crossed out a line here and I'm just looking at them because I realized that I was starting to miss books. Um, And for some reason, I wrote down that they came out in 2014, these two. Uh, But the first one we're going to talk about, Staying at Daisy's, apparently also came out in 2008. So it came out the same year as an offer you can't refuse. So also that means Jill has 32 books, not 30. Um... Okay, Staying at Daisy's, four and a half star, 730 ratings, says Kindle title, not currently available, but you can get it. Man, the prices are all jacked. I'm telling you, thrift books all the way or at the library, 512 pages. This reads... Daisy McLean runs the Country House Hotel, owned by her flamboyant father, Hector. When she hears who's about to get married there, she isn't worried at all. Her friend Tara absolutely promises there won't be any trouble between her and her and ex-boyfriend Dominic, whom she hasn't seen for years. But Dominic has other ideas. Meanwhile, Hector's getting up to all sorts with, well, that's the village's best-kept secret. And then Barney turns up with a little something belonging to the husband Daisy's been doing her best to forget. That's the thing about hotels. You never know who you're going to meet or whether they're going to stay. Now, this one I remember not totally loving, but that also, the review didn't do it for me in, like, what I'm trying to remember about it. So, from Publishers Weekly, it reads, Love and laughter prevail in this charming chiclet romp. Daisy McLean is the manager of Colworth Manor, a beautiful country hotel, county hotel. In the year since her cheating husband was killed in a car accident, geez, Louise, there are lots of people killed in car accidents here in these books. She's been purposefully single. She doesn't trust handsome and charming men, so former rugby star Dev... Tyzak, I'm assuming, clearly doesn't stand a chance with her, and the two initially grate on each other, but they can't deny their increasing attraction. Unfortunately, Daisy's past is getting in the way of her future, in more ways than one. With a madcap crew of characters, including unlucky and love chambermaid Tara, and Daisy's gregarious father, this screwball romantic comedy piles on the humor and humanity for a clever, absorbing, and very enjoyable read. Hmm... 
I'm just, um, okay. The center of the, from book list, the center of the action is a posh hotel outside Bristol, owned and run by Daisy and her father, Hector. Daisy's best friend, Tara, made the hotel, strikes up a romance with an old flame whose wedding happens to be held at the hotel. Meanwhile, Daisy is taken with the charming best man, Dev, a former rugby player, but remains leery of relationships because of her late cheating husband, Stephen. Elsewhere, Tara's aunt Maggie is having a clandestine affair with Hector, that's right, while he's entertaining a famous guest. And Barney, the hotel's new porter and recipient of Stephen's kidney. Oh, that's right. That's right. Has unsuspectingly fallen in love with Stephen's mistress. Right, right, right. Okay, this novel is full of surprises, if blithely light on substance. Right, 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 right. You know, I think the overall reason that I didn't love this one was because I just thought that it was trying really hard or like it was, I think it's, it was like one of the, like Dev was really, really sweet and Daisy just was so, so blatantly anti-relationship that I just, I was like, oh my God, get on with it already because it, what did they say? It was to 512 pages. So I felt like maybe it was just a little long for me. But, I, you know, maybe I need to reread that one. Um, I mean, it's just so many people. It's just so many people that the, just she's writing about. It's crazy. Okay, the other one that I had crossed out, and it apparently came out in 2010, along with Take a Chance on Me, was Millie's Fling, this is a top five favorite for sure. I love this one. 570 reviews, four and a half stars. This one also says the Kindle title is not currently available. Seems sus to me. I don't understand what's happening here. 578 pages. So this one, definitely the longest. Wow. Did not realize it was that many pages. It reads, he's the best thing that ever happened to her. He's also the worst. He's Millie's fling. When Millie Brady saves Orla Hart's life, she doesn't realize how drastically it will change her own, not least because the boyfriend who was asking her to move in with him at the time stormed off in a huff. Actually, Millie's relieved. She's happy to enjoy a man-free summer in Cornwall, but Orla has other ideas. She's determined that Millie should meet the man of her dreams. Trouble is, Millie's taste in men doesn't tally with Orla's. The one who really interests her is Hugh Emerson, and he's the man with whom Orla's adamant she mustn't get involved. Yes, Orla, I love this book. This story was so good. I just randomly will think about this one sometimes. Um, Orla is a romance writer who was having a very rough patch, was thinking of driving her car off of a cliff, um, and Millie tucks her off the ledge, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, and then she ends up going to Cornwall. Orla is there trying to work on this book. And Orla kind of masterminds these situations to get Millie involved with these different men because Orla is stuck in writing this book. And so she needs ideas. But Millie is falling for Hugh. And I can't remember why Orla doesn't want her with him. I think he might be the publisher. Or... So, I I can't remember what the relationship between Orla and Hugh, and I know that I love Hugh. I know that this one, the chemistry was off the charts on this one. This is a, this is on a top five film, a top five film, top five list, 10 out of 10, must read one for me. You and me always. I'm getting very confused right now. <laughs> Be 
this is sort of beside the point, but I wrote that it came out in 2015, but this says that it came out in 2016, and it says that I bought it in 2016, so I'm confused about what I've done here, but that's not the point. The point is four and a half stars, 1,194 ratings, so this one obviously has done well um, on Amazon, 384 pages, this reads, nothing stays secret forever, least of all love. On the morning of her 25th birthday, Lily Harper opens the very last letter written to her by her beloved mother who died when she was eight. Learning about the first and only real love of her mom's life is a revelation. The same momentous day, Lily meets Eddie Tesler, an actor fleeing fame who could change her world in unimaginable ways, but her childhood friend Dan has his own reasons for not wanting Lily to get too carried away by Eddie's attentions. As secrets past and present begin to emerge, Lily's not sure what or who to believe, but one thing is clear, in the beautiful Cotswold village of Stanton Langley, nothing will ever be the same again. You know... Oh, you know, I... Okay. I think I remember... I think I remember this one. Um, I, I mean, I can't even say hold on because, um, like, it just wouldn't work. But if I had to guess, this, this is, a, like, I cannot type and talk at the same time. That's one of the few things that I cannot do. Um... If I had to guess, I'm going to look up what is the, um, this one had a night picnic in it? Is this, if it is, then, okay, well, that says no results for night picnic. <laughs> okay, let me search picnic. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Yes. I pretty much, I'm, I just, I just definitely pulled the night picnic thing, like, by the seat of my pants here, but yes, I would read this one, and, you know, it says that I purchased it on July 4th of 2016 and then returned title. I don't know if this one's on Kindle Unlimited or, well, it doesn't have the thing on it, but I'm a little confused, but yeah, you and me always, yes, I would read this one. Three amazing things about you. Four and a half star rating, 959 reviews, 384 pages. Came out in 2016. Honestly, this synopsis from Amazon is shit. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to actually read something else from a different website because it just, just doesn't, because this book is so Oh, God. Okay. Says Hallie has a secret. Doesn't everybody? Hallie doesn't have long to live, and to make things even more complicated, she's in love with a guy who's seriously out of bounds. She's never going to let him know, of course. She's just going to enjoy every remaining moment of her crush. She's also determined to spend her last months helping those who write into her dear Rose column with problems of their own. Her doctors can't fix her, but maybe she can fix a few other people's dilemmas before it's too late. All our lives are full of choices, for better or worse. The amazing thing to see is how connected we all are in ways we don't even know. On occasion, we have the chance to see the ways 
We change one another's lives for the better. Honestly, I, I, I absolutely hate that because that like doesn't even give you a starting point for this book. So from harlequinjunkie.com, a full review, but we're not going to get into the full review. We're just going to get into the blurbs over here. Hallie Kingsley has learned to take each day as it comes, and although she has her moments of being down, she strives to remain positive. Hoping for a miracle, a transplant that will cure her of her life-threatening condition is probably a long shot, but in the meantime, she has a great bunch of friends, a thriving advice column type website, threethingsaboutyou.com, and unfortunately, a crush on her doctor, Luke Hilton. Hallie's resigned herself to the fact that too many things stand in her way of having a relationship with the good doctor. But when life throws her a curveball, will she be ready to face a new future full of unexpected challenges? Tasha Sykes has been looking for the perfect man with no luck. Just when she thought she'd never find anyone suitable, she meets Rory in the most unglamorous of ways. On the outside, they appear to be opposites. She's careful and overthinks everything, and he is an adrenaline junkie. But they just click somehow. Then events turn their lives upside down, and Tasha and Rory have to overcome hurdles that may prove too much of them for them to bear. At the same time, Kara's assistant Flo falls head over heels for her neighbor across the street, Xander, much to the chagrin of his spoiled sister. One rainy night changes everything in their lives, giving them choices to make that will affect them and others in a dramatic way. There are way more than three amazing things about this book. Actually, too many to count. Joe Mansell has written an absolutely charming tale about several people whose lives all intersect in spectacular and astonishing ways. With her trademark hints of humor and emotional integrity, this proves to be a touching story to remember. I loved this book. This book was absolutely top-notch. So many people, so complex. And I'm not trying to give anything away here, but Hallie doesn't die. Like, I don't know. They keep writing. Oh, does she die? Have I forgotten? Have I rewritten it in my own way that I wanted to end? No, I'm pretty sure she does not die. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, this one is an absolute, definitely read this one. This one is really, really good. Meet Me at Beachcomber Bay 2017, 1,135 reviews, four and a half stars, 370 pages. It reads, heart-stopping romantic entanglements, crossed wires, and sisterly dilemmas, all the ingredients for an unputdownable read from international best-selling author Joe Mansell. When Clemency meets the brilliant Sam Adams, she could just about fall in love with him if he weren't married. Three years later, Clemency has settled into her cozy home village of Cornwall to focus on her career. Everything is smooth sailing until Sam upends her entire life by showing up as her stepsister's boyfriend. What? Caught in the midst of a love triangle, Clemency has to pretend she's never met Sam. Oh, that's right. And choose between the love of her life and the bond of sisterhood. Right, 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 um, right, you know what, I kind of forgot that that was the plot line to this one, um, not my favorite, um, yeah, this one was not my favorite, it was not Jen's favorite either, it felt rushed, felt a little sloppy, just, yeah, <laughs> Not terrible. Again, it's it's not like it's awful. It's not like I'm saying don't read it at all. Just wasn't it for me. Definitely was also not it for Jen. But 
we do revisit Beachcomber Bay in this little, there's a little, like, trilogy of books. And so we do actually revisit Beachcomber Bay, uh, which that was fun. I was like, oh, Beachcomber Bay. But, yeah, not not my fave of hers. Oh, my God, I am so excited to talk about this one. I, why did I think this one came out forever ago? You know, it's because I did, I just recently read it. And by the time getting to, like, 2018, 2019, I was catching up on, like, her original one, so I guess I thought that it was one of those. But anyway, not the point. This could change everything from 2018. This one on Kindle Unlimited. Run, do not walk to this book. This is a top five favorite of mine. 354 pages, four and a half star rating, 1,730 reviews. It reads... International bestseller Jill Mansell crafts the perfect summertime tale about finding your roots filled with romance, friendship, and the power of redemption. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll never want the story to end. That is absolutely true. Could have used another 100 pages, not gonna lie. All it takes is one email to end her relationship, get her kicked out of her apartment, and just about ruin her life. Essie Phillips never meant for her private rant to be sent to everyone in her address book, but as soon as it goes viral, her life as she knows it is over. Solution, move to a new town, find a new job, make new friends. A chance meeting with Scylla and the rest of the folks in her boarding house might be exactly the second chance Essie needs, if only it were as simple as that. Lighthearted and comforting, this book is the perfect romantic escape for any summertime reading list. Yes, yes, million percent. That synopsis still doesn't even give it full justice marks of how good this book is. Um, suffice it to say, though, this is another book that I just randomly think about in my life sometimes because I just... <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I love it. And like I said, it's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have that, do that. Get it. Obsessed. Million percent. 10 out of 10. Top five favorite. Yes. Maybe this time from 2019. Four and a half star rating. 1,734 reviews. 338 pages. If that tells you anything, I think this is her shortest one so far and oh this one was a rough one for me okay is there ever a perfect time for love when Mimi <laughs> I don't know why she gives these people such unpronounceable last names uh who is what well, I'm not even getting into this one first visits her dad's new home in the Cotswolds she falls in love with Goosebrook and the people who live there there's Patty with his Electric blue eyes and seductive charm. Friendly and funny Lois makes Mimi laugh, and gorgeous Cal Matheson is welcoming and charismatic. Though Mimi loves her city life and her career, she'd be very happy to return to the Cotswolds if it meant seeing him more, uh, more of him. Life is about to take some shocking twists and turns, and Mimi's path and Cal's are set to cross again and again, but will it ever be the right time for both of them? Again, the synopsis... Oh, well... <laughs> Like, what to say about this book? Um, the first time that Mimi and Cal meet, he is married. And it was a big bummer for me because the chemistry was definitely there. And you're like, oh, I just don't like how this is going. Um, oh, God, I know that would kind of give big parts of it away. Much like Miranda's big mistake, very shocking moment 
that this time it was like I knew it was happening the second before I read the words I I cried um didn't go any way the way that I thought it was gonna go from when I first opened the book to reading it though very very short um just felt like this was one just trying to get out the gates basically um took me a while to read it took about a week at least it I mean it was emotional it was a different storyline for Jill and I again I don't I don't hate it but this one was a rougher one for me personally that said we're down to the last two books here it started with a secret (laughs) definitely made up uh from maybe this time for me Oh, wow. Um, I own this book on hardback. I absolutely am obsessed with it. It is on Kindle Unlimited. Four and a half star rating, 4,819 reviews. That's definitely, that's got to be it. That's got to be the most. Um, 360 pages. I wish this book had been longer. It reads... Jill Mansell's irresistible new book is the perfect escape, a beautiful Cornish setting, a chaotic family, a woman who's had enough of romance, or has she? The trouble with secrets is that you can't guess when the consequences will be. Lainey has lost everything. Luckily, one little fib, okay, quite a big fib, helps nail her dream job. Soon, she's living in a stunning house by the sea, fitting off obsessed fans for a retired, if far from retiring, actor, and organizing his charming yet chaotic family. It's definitely worth the challenge of keeping her secret. At least Lainey isn't looking for love. It's time for a break from all that. And yet, Seth, the actor's grandson, really is rather attractive. There's growing chemistry and a definite connection between them, but how would he react if he knew she hadn't been honest with him? Lainey's not the only one with the secret, though. Seth is one of his own, and everything's about to start... Everything's about to start unraveling. I love this book. Again, it's on Kindle Unlimited, Run, Do Not Walk, top five favorite. You know, I don't know how many I have in my top five favorite. Um, I could have like a top eight favorite. I, anyway, it is, it is right up there. This was classic Jill. I felt like the last couple had fallen off from that, but this one, I was hooked, could not put it down. I was obsessed. Lainey ends up, like, in order to get this job, she says that, she like, they wanted a couple to work at this house, so she gets her friend, who's gay, <laughs> to say that they're married. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, so, you know, they think that they're married, and... <laughs> It's so good. Um, absolutely obsessed. I love this one. I love this book. Love it. You definitely need to read it. Okay, that leads us to the final one. And now you're back from this year. Four and a half star rating, 1,034 reviews. You know, I love that Jill's getting more play. Although it's, you know, there are some that are my, my favorites and don't have very many reviews on them. 338 pages. This reads. Hmm, where do we get? Oh, here we go. Dee Dee Lang met her first love, Shay Mason, on a magical winter visit to Venice. 
They were rapturously happy together, and Shay came to work at Dee Dee's parents' hotel in the Cotswolds. Then one shocking event changed everything, and Shay disappeared. For 13 years, no one expects to hear from him again. Then one day, out of the blue, Shay returns to fulfill his father's dying wish. Moving into the best suite in Dee Dee's hotel sets off a chain of events that affects the whole town. Everyone has their own stories and secrets, more intertwined than anyone could have guessed. This book missed the mark for me. Dee Dee and Shay just didn't have enough writing time, uh, page time, I guess, for me, um, to make the connection plausible. I mean, it's like you could tell that there were feelings, but it just, they just didn't spend enough time around each other. Um, like, the second Dee Dee could actually end up with Shay again, it's just, like, very predictable that the movie star that happens to come in, that obviously Shay would hook up with her, which is his right, because, you know, he's single, the movie star lady was single, and he thought Dee Dee was still engaged, so, like, you know, no, not mad at anyone about it. I did, I loved this book, though, for all of the backstories, uh, like, Shay's father, Red, absolutely loved him in the book, um, well, I hated Dee Dee's mom. Um, but just, like everyone else, just I loved all the background stories and all of the other characters. Just wasn't my favorite. For 338 pages, this took me a week to read. I just couldn't stay connected to it. So, I mean, there were books that I've picked up and I just couldn't read it all. So, like, better than that, but just wasn't it for me. And Jen has said the same thing. She still has not finished it because it was our July book club pick. I finished it. She did not. Um, but yeah, not my favorite. And now I am so excited about this because as I was looking through all of the books to make sure I had them all, uh, this popped up. It's her newest book coming out and it says January 20th of 2022. I'm assuming that's the England publication time because that's normally what happens. They come out beginning of January in England and then around June, July is when they hit America. I'm so excited. It's called Should I Tell You? 416 pages. So excited. It reads, Amber, Lachlan, and Raphael met as teenagers in the seaside home of kind-hearted foster parents. Arriving in glorious Cornwall was the best thing that ever happened to them and now as adults their bond is stronger than ever. But Amber has a secret. She's in love with Lachlan. She can't confess her feelings because that would never work. Restless Lachlan dates a lot and definitely isn't the settling down type. Surely it's better to keep him as a friend than to risk losing him for good? Raphael has his own dilemma. He had the perfect, or he had the dream girlfriend in V until it all went horribly wrong. And he still can't understand why. Is V hiding something from him? Now their widowed foster dad, Teddy, thinks he's found love again. Younger, charming, and strikingly beautiful, is Olga as perfect as she seems, or will she end up breaking Teddy's heart? Against a backdrop of sparkling seas and sunny skies, the unexpected is always just around the corner. Welcome to Landrock. I... I can't wait. I'm... I'm like, is it weird that they're foster... I don't... We're gonna have to... We're gonna have to see, but I... I'm so excited for her new book, 416 pages. That's the most it's been in a few years from her. I cannot wait. And that is it. That is all 32 books. I just, I went to double, triple check that they were all correct. I guess looking ahead at 33 because um, her newest book. And according to bookseriesinorder.com, 
from the publication times. The order's a little different. Like, it says Solo came out before Fast Friends, but both in 1991. And then, anyway, it doesn't, doesn't really matter the year they came out exactly. Um, but that's all of them. Like I said, some of them I just happen to love more than others, but having read all of them, I still recommend reading all of them because I do love them all. It's just some of them I love more than others. But if you had, like, if I had to choose for, like, you can only keep five. Because I said it in a couple of them. Mm, okay. Okay. In no particular order, because I definitely cannot do that. To the Moon and Back. Millie Spling. Nadia Knows Best. Oh, man. Um, This could change everything. Oh, no. Um, okay, no. Take off. Take off Nadia Knows Best and put Miranda's Big Mistake. And is it, and, and don't want to miss a thing. Oh, I definitely don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Oh man, but that leaves off and started with the secret. I mean, Okay. Okay, those are my five. If I could pick two more, Nadia Knows Best and It Started With The Secret as well. So, yeah. Those would definitely be the ones that I start with. Let's just say it like that. Those are your starting points. And then from there, just read them all. And like I said, thrift books or through your Kindle, like the Libby app, just getting them from your library because they should all be there. Um... But I mean, they're like a dollar, two dollars, whatever on thrift books, because that's how I got um, quite a few of the ones from the early 90s. So that's it. That's that's all about Jill. And I hope you stuck around and I hope you made a list. And yeah, I think I'll probably put my top favorites on the blog so you can find that as well. It's Monday. So yeah, let's hope that I get that done middle of this week. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Remember, until next time, there are no bad hair days. I will see you guys next week. And remember, when we start talking about books, to make sure that you are checking the website, sockpointstudios.com, the blog. There will be links to the books um, that will take you to Amazon. That way I get affiliated because I'm cool like that. Okay, that's it. <laughs>